You have passed through the cycle again, goddess. But the prophecy still stands. A man will come to claim your heart. For him, you will break your vow. Through him, you will be destroyed. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and immediately discuss. I'm Tom. I'm here with Brittany and Eric. Hi, Tom and Brittany. I sure am, Brittany. You are. I am here. So tonight, we watched <laughs> we watched uh, a submission pick. This movie was submitted to us by your sister, Eric. I don't know if she submitted it. I don't even know if she knows we do a podcast, but uh, <laughs> she frequently recommends terrible movies to me because... Just because uh, she knows us as people? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, that's kind of what happened. And cool. we were we were pressed for a movie to pick. So I said, hey, how about one of these terrible things that my sister has sent to me? <laughs> <laughs> Good. No, that, that's excellent. Um, and so, yeah, we watched the movie from 1982 called She. Hmm. Apparently, uh, a very old tale from the late 1800s. Yes. Uh, there was a book written in the 1800s, and I'm pretty sure this has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Bastardized in 1982. Mm-hmm. Um, so why did we watch this? because my sister recommended it and Star Odyssey was not good, so we watched this instead. That's right. We, <laughs> that is a, very true. In a poor attempt to be relevant, we tried to watch the Italian version of Star Wars and it just didn't work out too well. <laughs> oh, it was so boring. Yeah, okay. So now we're here and uh, who would like to tell us what she is all about? I can give it a try. <laughs> Eric, not please do. It. <laughs> all right, so she... This movie like is completely lacking in exposition, so it's it's pretty hard to nail it down, but the best I've been able to figure, it takes place after some sort of unnamed post-apocalyptic event, presumably like some sort of nuclear war, it's I assume. It's called The Cancellation. The Cancellation. They right. never explain it. They never mention it again. Nope. But it takes 23 years after that. They canceled civilization. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did it run on NBC? Got canceled. <laughs> uh, so the, the, the movie follows... Uh, I don't... You know what? I don't even have the character names here. It's Tom and Dick. Dick. Yeah, two brothers named Tom and Dick. One of them is played by a Hollywood cop. <laughs> the other is played by a dog named Spot. <laughs> I can't believe Hollywood cop was in this movie. Good so, eye, Eric. Yeah, it was so weird. I was like, that's... Wait, that's Hollywood cop, right? Hollywood cop? Yeah, that's Hollywood cop. Yeah, that's definitely him. <laughs> that's yeah, there's no picture on IMDb for the guy that played Dick, but I'm just going to assume that that was the friend. Or the brother. The brother. It was his brother. Are yeah. we sure? Yes. Because at one point, she's like, I don't like your friend. And he's like, I don't like my friend either. Um, no. Well, in that case, but you know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Two traveling companions named Touché. Tom and Dick. <laughs> the sister's name is Chandra, if anyone cares. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tom's sister is kidnapped by these these mar- uh, marauding raider types uh, they called the Norks. Um, and basically, the rest of the movie is Tom and Dick bumbling into different weird settlements um, in an attempt to find her and rescue her. Um, along the way, they run into a woman called, but she's just called She. Um, she's like the goddess of this place called Yurik. Um, she's treated as a goddess anyway. We don't know if she has any supernatural or, or godlike powers. I don't Pretty think so. Sure I think she she's doesn't. just a regular, she doesn't. regular lady who she's happens a regular to Jane. just happens to be like a, a good swords person. Yeah, um, she's skilled. She, yeah, she's skilled. She's, she's, she's fought her way to the top of her society. That's what I didn't understand. One of the things I didn't understand, she's like revered as a goddess. Literally every other group of people had like supernatural powers. Yeah. And she was just a normal person. She just kicks ass. That's all. <laughs> she does. She kicks ass. Yeah. Um, 
And that's pretty much it. I mean, there's not really... There's a lot of things that happen in this movie, but like to say that there's a real story is kind of pushing it. It's a lie. <laughs> there's a series of events yeah. that happen. It's one of those movies. It, yeah. it puts a lot on the screen without taking much time to explain it. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, sometimes I, I, I complain as a viewer that movies are a little too pandering. And now maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I like to get pandered a little bit. I need exposition, Jim, to just sit down for a couple minutes. Tell me what's going on. Yeah, that was my oh. huge negative. If for I real. can blindly jump right in no, to negatives. I would like just a real quick question. Real, real quick. This is 23 years after the cancellation. Mm -hmm. What year do we think the cancellation happened? Well, we did have some graffiti along some of the walls in, in Nork Valley. We did. We also that said Nixon in 88. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's something that we're just led to believe maybe Nixon was elected in 88 and he dropped the bomb. Maybe. Maybe there's something along those lines. I don't know. Yeah, true. I mean, that's there's really point. no way to tell if it was just tomfoolery or an actual fact. Because yeah. yeah. there was like cornflakes in the beginning, like mm. boxes of cornflakes. But then everyone was dressed like they were in Conan the Barbarian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then there were also robots. And samurai, and those samurai and knights, knights, and centurions. Yeah, uh, Frankenstein, pirates, a Frankenstein robot, pirates, uh, Nazi yeah. football players, mutants. Um, yeah, <laughs> linebackers and tutus. <laughs> Doctor Doolittle, uh, guy Sanders. in a crazy suit. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that guy in crazy suit, he's my favorite. Yeah, he had like, suit. <laughs> like a cubist suit. <laughs> okay, you clowns, cut the crap. All right, so let's start with, uh, with, with successes. I know we had a brief conversation before we really started getting going here. Um, who wants to start? I have like a sort of half a success. <laughs> yes. So, Eric, I'm going to throw you under the bus. You claim to have not written down any successes. E not written any down. Doesn't mean I, you don't well, have any. I, I wrote some down and oh, then I kind of like went back on them later. Okay. That's like, exactly what sure. happened to me. I wrote yeah. one and then I was like, I don't even know. All yeah, right. I, well, let's put I'm, something I'm, up. I'm going to throw this on the table. Throw it out there. The soundtrack was mm. interesting. Okay. That's exactly. It was interesting okay. because you would expect use that. you expect a movie of this type. It's it's sort of a sword and sorcery movie, but it's also sort of a post apocalyptic movie. So you would expect like something either like really synthy, like like maybe like an Escape from New York kind of thing going on, or like you'd expect you know classic sword and sorcery kind of like you know strings of medieval kind of sound to it. Mm -hmm. This has like a really hard rock bluesy sound to it the entire time. I and it's really <laughs> weird. Yeah, it sounded like the soundtrack to that movie the legend of billy jean oh yeah with christian slater i thought of which is movie. about like a teen renegade mm. and you know i was <laughs> like i don't understand this at all but yeah music was the first plus that i wrote down yeah um, and at the beginning i really felt that way but then as the movie progressed the music felt more and more disjointed from like what was going on so i kind of felt like i shouldn't give it full credit for having cool music yeah i'm not sure i understood the choice to make the music decisions they made i don't think it was very good although when we got to the end we then realized that motorhead was involved in the music so i don't know what parts they were involved in were they yes yeah, yeah it was in they the were in the credits I missed that. oh yeah as soon as the credits rolled i was like <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> wait you waited for the credits to start going okay no <laughs> um so I thought I, I don't know. I don't know if I buy it as a, as a good decision. Yeah, I think they could have made a, a more 
con- well, this is a very unconventional movie, though. It is. So I mean, they. It's so fucking I weird. I feel like it would have been better treated with more conventional decisions, though. I like the ideas behind it. Yeah, I think. Well, so at one point, because I thought this movie was going to go in a totally different direction. I okay. thought it was going to be all swords and sorcerers and and like ass kicking all the time yeah mm-hmm. so at one point i wrote down and this is now just completely off but i wrote it down <laughs> that i said this movie might be more metal than deathgasm was <laughs> no. because of like the music that they were using and the the mood that they had set and i was like well this is like a different kind of, of metal this is like you know this is mm-hmm. pure metal yeah and, like classic metal yeah yep. and, and then it just abandoned ship completely on that yeah and now i take it all back and i'm, I'm ashamed i wrote it <laughs> Um, anything else from anyone? Um, I feel like if the action scenes were more intense, or maybe if there was more exposition, then the music would have fit better. Yeah. The, 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 well, maybe not exposition, but maybe if the action scenes were more action-packed, mm. it would have fit better. Yeah, there, there was that one awesome scene in like the, the Godan section of the movie. Where like they're fighting in that torture chamber, and that had zero music. And that was good. And I wonder if that had and something that to do with cool, it. That was pretty cool. Which brings me to my only other half-credited positive about this movie <laughs> was that some of the action scenes were kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And by kind of, I just mean they weren't terrible. They they set out to do those, and they accomplished those. Like this movie was. I don't want to say it was coherently made. Like it had a no, beginning no and no, a, not coherent, but competent. Maybe well, I mean we've well, seen Holy Mountain, so oh yeah, we do. We have to we, judge well, everything. Coherence and competence, I think, are pretty similar. <laughs> I mean, there's a beginning, a middle, and end. We understand the events that unfold. Yeah, in the most simplistic way possible. Um, production value wise, it seemed seemed fine. Fine. Nineteen eighty two. Yeah, which I is what I don't understand about it. Like everything <laughs> is fine, but the movie is just weird oh, fucking weird yeah That's... like usually when something is fine it's just fine all the way through yeah like... <laughs> this was a hot sloppy mess of fine <laughs> so weird yeah i don't know i think um i think one mo- thing this movie did right when it wanted to only when it decided to was that i think it, it had a couple of good comedic scenes like when mm. they tried to be funny i thought it was actually funny yeah i 100 percent agree a couple of moments and, and usually it's the opposite Usually it's when they try and be funny is when we get into a real problem. Mm. But for this, when they tried, I was like, hey, that's actually funny. There's, I don't know, it made me laugh. Some good comedic relief. Yeah, yeah. I found myself laughing a couple of times, just maybe not with it. Well, but see, I, maybe, I don't know. Uh, there was a couple times I laughed at it, but never for something like big. It was always for something small that I'd laugh mm-hmm. at it for. Yeah, me too. Like, like somebody an being an asshole or like <laughs> making a sarcastic comment, which I guess would be laughing with it. And so. then, but yeah, with it a lot. Um, that's, I don't know. I thought that if they had just gone down that path more, maybe made it a little more comedic, that I think I would have liked it more because those were the best parts. For sure. All right, so let's transition to failures then. Uh, <laughs> Zero exposition. <laughs> Zero. Yeah, no explanation as to what's happening and why, yeah. or even where. No fish out of water, like no Luke Skywalker kind of character yeah. to like walk us through this world. Yeah, like sometimes we were focused and Tom was our main character, mm-hmm. and then sometimes it was she, you know, just went back and forth completely. Yeah, I think that was a bit muddy, too. Like, who am I rooting for? Like, am I ever actually rooting against somebody? Am I supposed to be rooting for someone? Yeah. yeah. And it's it's weird that it was shot in this way, because, I mean, 
I, I went over the um, I, I quickly scrolled through the synopsis for the book. Mm. Um, and from what I understand, the main character of the, that book is that fish out of water style character. He's like this this professor who who comes across like this weird um, hidden culture. Okay. And like it's the basically it's his telling of his adventure through these weird cultures that were undiscovered. And huh. you would expect that a character like that would guide you through this process because he's as confused as you are. <laughs> yeah. um, but in this, it seems like Tom is very, like well integrated into the society. He understands what happens in this place. He's not a fish out of water. Yeah. So he doesn't have to explain anything to anybody, well, including that... us who need to understand <laughs> what's going on. And boy, does he not. <laughs> well, that's actually a really good call because there there was a, a moment where I yelled. I'm like, everyone's acting like this is okay. <laughs> Like, no one is alarmed. I was like, why is no one alarmed at this situation right the, now? The weird like military guy with the eye patch. Yeah, just like, like the bri- the bridge troll that kept like <laughs> pop eye patch. Yeah, was like, oh yeah, well we'll get to him later. <laughs> He's a favorite part for me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, one hundred percent. But yeah, I thought it was funny that you said usually we complain that there's too much exposition and mm-hmm. movies like take you by the hand and like lead you everywhere. Complete opposite for this movie. <laughs> you are led the blind leading the blind. Yeah, it was this, uh, especially the beginning part of this movie. It calmed down a little bit, but the beginning, it was cut like a dream sequence. Uh, Like, like like hard scene, scene, scene. Like, nothing. With zero integration into the next scene. You're just in it. And and they would, uh, they'd have these quick shots of like a a quick sword slash or something, and then we'd be in the next scene. And I'm like, you didn't even give the old scene time to sink in, and now I have to this new thing. (laughs) Yeah, and you're like, what even happened? Like, they cut away so fast. How did the last scene just end? Yeah. It's like when you're uh, reading a book, but you're not actually reading the words. You're just scanning them. And then by the time you get to the bottom of the page, you're like, oh, shit, what, ha- what happened? I forgot to read. I forgot to read this whole thing. That's what this whole movie felt like. It's just doing eye exercises. <laughs> My eyes are jacked. You got very muscular eyes. Yeah, they're jacked up. <laughs> um, I think this movie... So this, this movie attempted to be a sprawling epic. Mm-hmm. And it was this microscopic thought it was a meandering disaster (laughs) (laughs) it was i don't know it it tried to set such a big stage but it didn't allow us to get involved it didn't give us any of the rich background that they could have given us for each of these weird little subcultures that we were visiting yeah they're just like hey we're here now and now we're leaving. Like there were, it was actually really annoying because there were some parts where I just wanted to see someone's face, and the way they <laughs> shot it was like from completely behind. I'm like, just let me see the face of the thing. <laughs> That's a big deal now. Well, I mean, let's count how many places where did we visit in this saga, and we really have no idea about the culture of any of them. Like we start in the marketplace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We end up at she. Uh, Yurik, the goddess of Yurik, yes, Yurik, Yurik, I guess. And then we end up with the mutants, and then the vampires, and then in Godan, and then the the tutu guy and the doctor, and then the bridge guy. I mean, that's like eight places. Well, the bridge guy is right before Nork, so that's all one place. It's just two different events. That's still seven unexplained places. Were they werewolves? Yeah, I think they were werewolves. They weren't weren't vampires, because they were walking around out day, and they had a pool party during the day. This movie had everything, though, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. They were weirpires. Yeah, I'll buy it. (laughs) Um, Anything else? Oh, in terms of failures? Yeah. Uh, Just the lack of cohesiveness in the the presentation. Um, The entire time... I was watching this because like we, we went over the list of everything we saw in this movie. It was literally everything. Like if you just raided the Halloween store and you said, just give me fucking give me everything. I gotta shoot a movie. Yeah. And like you just take all their shit. I mean, you would probably end up with this. Um, 
Yeah, you guys mentioned how every character was like a different character. <laughs> yeah, like just <laughs> random goons were like all completely dressed differently. Um, yeah. Especially in this Nork Valley, like these are supposed to like be the like the big bad like marauding raider type guys, and not, there's like no cohesiveness to the way like they they present themselves. There's no like culture behind them. <laughs> They're I don't literally understand. wearing football pads with swastikas on them. Yeah, that's but their only, uniform. Only some of them are. <laughs> And some of them are dressed like punks. Yeah, some of them are pirates. Some of them are like clowns. <laughs> I don't. Of, some of them are Jack Sparrow. Some of them are Jack Sparrow. Some of them are like centurions. I don't know what to make of it. Like, yeah, it's so weird. And then I, I go back to um, I, I, I the entire time I was thinking of Mad Max Fury Road, which had like a very cohesive like kind of like a punk rock feel for its villains and, and the antagonists. Like everything felt very cohesive. You could see there was like a genuine sense of culture and mm -hmm. there was a lot of background there. And even if it, the movie didn't necessarily take the time to explain it, you can kind of make the connection of like, okay, well, in the Mad Max universe, uh, late 1979, it's the you know apocalypse in Australia and the people that succeed are these punk rock types, like these near-to-wells. And mm. the rest of the culture just builds up off of that because they were the most successful and they survived. Yeah. And they you managed can, yeah. to do that with a, a huge group of like subcultures in that mm -hmm. movie. Like little tiny groups and they all have defining features and yeah. traits and background and they none of that that you can <laughs> sense just from looking at yeah, them they yeah. don't even have to exposition any of it yeah they have yeah. a cohesive look yeah like you come from this part of the world you're gonna look like this mm -hmm. it just uh, makes sense but it's also it's i mean on the on the flip side of that cohesiveness uh, we always appreciate just uh, an array a potpourri of goons <laughs> <laughs> also That's true like true. so like in revenge of the ninja which we watched <laughs> just recently they had great goons mm -hmm. but like they you could i don't know i don't know i'm sure if you could tell it was cohesive but there was like an individualism there yeah. with them yeah that didn't exist here it just seemed like they're ah, just throw them in a the motorcycle helmet also the groups here were a lot larger oh, so yeah. it's was really hard to zero in on anything to appreciate because yeah. True. the groups were vast and completely different every person yeah, I mean, how do you even zero in on anything too? Well, the yeah. only thing that did seem cohesive were was like the pretty werewolf people. Yeah, they have the pool party. Pretty I, I can understand their culture. They're like, like that toga party. Yeah, where they had like whipped cream headbands. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I guess maybe like the warriors that are fighting in that little area in in the the uh, in Nork Valley. I could kind of feel oh, yeah. that one because it felt like they had like salvaged all their armor from what they could find, maybe from like museums and shit. Yeah, I I I. I yeah, I justified that one to myself. The rest of it, I have no idea. Like, it's who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, like, it was hard. I can try to fill in gaps when I want to. Yeah, and this movie made it very difficult for me to be like, okay, that's why they did that. Yeah. That's why they no. Why is that guy dressed like that? Yeah. Why is there a Frankenstein robot? <laughs> I like filling in gaps because that makes the movie mine. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's why it's very frustrating when we get you know brought along side by side like here's this here's this yeah but like yeah that's just the balance was missing right that's why i really enjoyed fury road i could just oh yeah i could just fill in gaps all day in that movie and, and make it my own experience mm. um anything else before we move on to favorite parts anything else we want to call out i think i've about said everything i need to say yeah i mean that's really the 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 bulk of the discussion i had sensed coming for this movie <laughs> yeah it's just like it's not terrible but it's not great and it this is the reason why like yeah. <laughs> i just it bothers me <laughs> but the movie is called she and she's barely a part of it yeah nor does like she have any uh, exceptional powers or abilities yeah i don't her wardrobe sucks she really was like does. a nightgown <laughs> yeah i don't know i kind of liked her mm. i mean i didn't i didn't 
I thought she was probably the best part of this movie. I'm actually hard pressed to even remember like her dialogue or her presence in a lot of the movie. Even though I I, I remember her being cool, like she kicks ass. Yeah, she that's... said she wouldn't bow to anyone. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that makes it. sense. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I I kind of just realized is this movie was not just a series of them walking through all these different cultures. It was just it was them constantly being captured and enslaved. <laughs> it really escaping. was like yeah. that's all it was like that's the conflict we were just captured okay solution let's escape mm-hmm. okay next time okay uh, i know that next first place. lady okay, who captured. captured tom and dick i hated her so much <laughs> so much like she's like hey i'm gonna invite you into my house and then i'm gonna poison you and sell you into slavery well yeah i was like you are awful she is awful Listen, you have to do what you do that's 23 years after the cancellation. <laughs> that's why I made it all that sweeter when she got punched in the face. Oh, yeah. Which is one of my favorite parts. Is it? Well, that's a great segue. Let's get right down to it. Some bitch got punched in the face. Why don't you tell us about it? Uh, yeah. So Tom and Dick are milling about in a marketplace and they see this sultry lady giving them eyes and she invites them to her hovel. <laughs> and feeds them dinner and poisons them and they pass out and then she sells Tom to she yep, and her creepy followers and she keeps the other guy and makes him peel onions and live in a pig pen. Yeah. And then <laughs> fast forward, Tom escapes, saves his friend and then as they're leaving, she's like, hey, what are you doing? And Tom just decks her and it was awesome. And then the hard cut into the next scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she falls over and then... And then, we're, and then we're there. We don't even get time to enjoy this kind of stuff. They just ramped right by it all. There and were it was some... still two hours long. <laughs> it was an hour 40. There were some very funny hard cuts in this movie, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <I> think... <laughs> do we do we want to discuss the guy in the military outfit with the eye patch? By all he means. Okay. Let's like do it. My favorite, favorite part. Yeah, he was like... Yeah, I made it a point to make sure that he was a favorite part. But um, yeah. going on the hard cuts real quick. They're, they're dealing with this guy. He's extremely silly. I'll let one of you guys describe why he's silly. <laughs> but they're dealing like uh, she and uh, Dick are dealing with this guy and he just won't get away from them. So like after about like 10 seconds of them dealing with him, it's a hard cut to them walking past him. <laughs> There's no reason for it to be a hard cut. Zero reason. Like it literally would have taken like two seconds to walk over there and just film it. But I know. it was just a hard cut of him following these two while they walk away from him. Like they could have had them like exit frame in the other shot yep. or even taken the shot they cut to a little further back. Mm-hmm. But I was, I mean, what are they trying to shave There's off? There's no like, room for competence who knows? in here. Eight seconds. I thought the hard cut was really funny though. It was. They, they had teleported through time. Like, yeah. It was great. Um, that guy was very like Monty Python. Mm. Oh, he yeah. was just, he looked like Popeye. But his suit had like rawhide fringe and he had like an eye patch <laughs> and he was like telling riddles and doing impressions and just doing like who's on first like that type of thing. Yeah, like Abbott Costello. <laughs> Only but... was saying Zoltan. Yeah, that's, that was his name. Was it? It was. Zoltan on first and Zoltan yeah. on second. <laughs> and third. <laughs> and that makes no sense until he gets his arm cut off. And then replicates into a second Zoltan. Yeah, this is the guy. And now who's, I get it. This is the this is the, the bridge troll. This is the guy who's blocking the to- the the bridge to Nork, and he <laughs> is very charismatic. He was very funny. And he was fantastic. His job is to just trip people and wax poetic and sing songs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure what his job is and who employs him. I think he's just to keep people from crossing the bridge, but he's not very good at it. No, he's terrible. Because, oh, yeah, he gets his arm cut off, and then, like, he'll form a new one, and then, like, that's what I was upset about, how, like, no one was alarmed, is our main character Tom <laughs> just kept chopping off arms and heads, and he just kept Until there was, like, eight of them. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and then where did they go? I don't know. 
I, you know what I thought? You know what I thought? So as he was sitting there, I'm like, did he bury those other guys alive? Did, <laughs> did, did one of these guys like smarten up and go, well, I mean, I got to be the one, right? So then he buries the other seven. And then he's just waiting at the bridge again. So there's all these guys just waiting. Yeah, because when she and Dick show up. There's just one of them. There's again. just one again. Yeah. And we don't see where Tom went. Can he like morph back into one? I, I don't so know. So many questions. I don't buy that. We need the source material. Source material. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Any other favorite parts? No, that's about it. Uh, this movie was a mess. <laughs> oh, uh, there is a scene where um, when uh, she is, is fighting through the cycle to prove herself as a goddess again. <laughs> um <laughs> She goes into like this little warehouse area with a sword and um, there are these giant boxes that say military hardware on them and they just keep bursting open with knights, <laughs> which I think is great. Uh, it was like it was so video game esque. Hmm. The like, entire movie feels video game esque. Yeah, it really does. I didn't That's get the weird. point of that. That was, I think, to, to maintain her goddess hood. Yeah, oh, that was. And then she goes and bathes in that weird bath underground jacuzzi tub <laughs> so don't, weird i don't remember the tub you don't no. you don't she like took her clothes off and got it oh yeah. oh that part oh that the part <laughs> where she was nude oh uh, yeah so i saw no breast slenders in this movie <laughs> you missed a lot of side boob slenders i saw one side boob slender but the, so <laughs> can we explain what the fuck we're talking about yeah i know that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> So typically we refer to these uh, sword and stone movies as uh, breast slender movies because they wear leather straps across their breasts mm -hmm. and it just shows off a little slender <laughs> of a the sliver. breast. Just a sliver of Sliver breasts. of a slender. And that's why they're called breast slenders and that's why we call these bre breast slender movies. I thought it was going to be more. Yeah. Wh when did we coin that term? It was uh, Deathstalker, it was right? It was during Deathstalker. Yeah. Yeah. Which came out like a year after this. Those were some slenders. Yeah, they, they knew what they were doing in Deathstalker. <laughs> Although, to be honest, um, the lady in this movie, what was her name? Sandal? Yes. Sandal Bergman. She has a lot of stuff in her repertoire that sounds like it would be right up our alley. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited about that. I'll, I'll watch stuff. Rate it? So let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm going to go with Yeah, I'm going to have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh my god, my fucking father. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you! All right, let's rate she from 1982. Brittany, you look like you want to rate it. off. A fuck off. I was going to give it a fuck you, but I wasn't matter. like that mad. I wasn't mad at all. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't mad or like disgusted or annoyed. Um, it's pretty forgettable. It doesn't really make much of an impression. I didn't really have a comic or emotional investment in anything that was going on. Mm. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I just don't feel like the payoff is big enough for any real reason to watch it. Payoff? <laughs> There's a payoff? <laughs> exactly. You guys pocketed money from this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tom, we're the only people to make money from this podcast. <laughs> what? Yeah, like I've been taking all the envelopes, man. The what? chain of events is just like, ugh, take it or leave it. It's just not worth my time. Yeah, I'm gonna, or your time. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it. A, I care about your time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a what the fuck, because I don't want to give it a fuck off because I enjoyed it a little bit more than I think I wanted to. <laughs> I did. I didn't hate it. I kind of liked she. I don't think I'd recommend this, 
but I wouldn't if someone watched. If someone told me they watched it, I want to talk about it with them, <laughs> and I'd want to find out what they thought happened. You and... coming over on Christmas Eve? Yeah. Okay, so you can talk to my sister about this movie. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a what the fuck because it was really confusing, and uh, but I don't know. There's still something something about it. I don't know. Maybe it was the familiarity and Hollywood Cop being in it, which kind of softened the blow. Hmm. I can't uh, believe I didn't even recognize him like whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even after watching the entire movie, I still don't recognize him. From Hollywood Cop? <laughs> yeah. I, re- I don't know. Hollywood Cop stuck with me. It did not stick with me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fair enough. Eric, what do you give it? Mm. I'll go with the, uh, what the fuck. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's this movie is bizarre, and in some ways I can respect that, because mm-hmm. at least it's... As you said, it's fine, but it's also what? What's that? Why? Why is this happening? <laughs> um, and I find that kind of movie to be extremely unique in that it's almost never that way. It's usually like a massive train wreck, or it's like amazing and weird. Like, yeah, there's usually not just competent and weird, which is very rare. <laughs> or it's Star Odyssey, <laughs> which is just boring. <laughs> Sorry about Star Odyssey. <laughs> I bought it for a dollar at the Bargain City Galleria. The Bargain City Galleria, where <laughs> you can get like, all of your wonderful movies for your wonderful podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're watching Turkish Star Wars or whatever Italian. it is. Italian Star Wars. I was like, great. I just started watching real Star Wars for the first time. <laughs> this will be perfect. Exactly. Because now I'll have a point of reference. <laughs> it was really far off from Star Wars. It yeah, not it even to do with it. <laughs> remotely in the same galaxy. Yeah. Not even in a galaxy far, far away. Not even. <laughs> uh, Eric, continue. Um, oh, yeah, but... um. I don't know if I would watch this again. I understood why it was recommended to me. Mm. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I could recommend this to someone, but it would have to. I would have to be like, okay, listen, you like the specific type of bad movie. Um, you kind of go in for like these weird, like, what the fuck? Why did this get made? Kind of thing. And I, I, I feel like a mystery science theater person would be like really into this, like someone that really likes those. those uh, yeah, that's a good point. Those types of movies. This kind of fits right in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because like those movies have a very specific vibe where I feel like if I didn't have the narration going along with it, I would not want to watch it. You know what I mean? But yep. then the narration usually makes it work for sure. And some people can enjoy those movies on their own. So, you know, good for you. You get, nerves, you get nerves of steel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we, we kind of riffed on it a little bit, but nothing crazy. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Um, any final thoughts guys on she anything? a jumbled stew of events yeah we're gonna have to search out another slender movie to uh appease our fans that's true because <laughs> they care so much about our breast slender intake yeah i know i do <laughs> um, i'm on an all breast slender diet <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it guys that's it we're yeah. wrapping it up all right see ya. uh bye uh we watched uh 1982's she eric where are you going all right eric's back we watched she from 1982 tonight and it was uh confusing and we gave it ratings <laughs> um i'm not sure we'd recommend it but if you'd like more information on second class cinema you can go to facebook facebook.com slash second class cinema if you'd like to listen to the podcast somewhere else other than where you're listening to it right now you can listen to it at secondclasscinema.com, itunes stitcher tune in and followingfilms.com and that's it all hail godan she, 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 she,
she, she, she, she. No! 